This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. The Lord be with you. And also with you. I read the Holy Gospel according to John. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. Take you to myself, so that where I am, uh, where I am, there you may also, baby also, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not, do you not believe that I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works in the Father, and the Father in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and it will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the life. Thank you, Tim. Be seated, please. So I say good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Tribal chief lay dying. He called to him three of his people and said, I must select a successor. Therefore, climb our holy mountain and return with uh, the most precious gift you can find. The first brought back a huge gold nugget. The second brought back a priceless gem. The third came back empty-handed, saying, When I reached the mountaintop, I saw, to the other side, a beautiful land where people could go for a better life. The chief said, You shall succeed me. You have brought back the most precious gift of all, a vision of a better tomorrow. I think we all want a vision of a better tomorrow, especially given that we are now living in a time of great uncertainty. And that is what the disciples wanted as well, a vision of a better tomorrow. The apostles and the risen Jesus were on the Mount of Olives. He'd been hanging out with them on and off for 40 days after his resurrection, teaching them about the kingdom of God. But it must have been some difficult stuff for them to understand because they still didn't seem to have a clue of what Jesus was talking about. And one time when they were eating together, Jesus told them that very soon they were going to receive the gift that God had promised them and which Jesus had even John the Baptist had been talking about for years. The time of preparation for this was coming to an end. Jesus would be ascending back to heaven where he would sit at the right hand of the Father. And then, after a few days of waiting, they would be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This was the gift. But they still didn't get it. They didn't get what it was about. So they interrupted Jesus' stream of thought by asking, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? They were thinking of God's kingdom in earthly political terms. And I think a lot of us still make that mistake today. But Jesus never was about worldly politics. The kingdom Jesus was talking about is a kingdom based on love, new life, and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. 
and the disciples are to spread the good news that this uh, that this world with all its troubles, violence, disease, sin, and heartache is not our final destination. They're to spread the good news that through Jesus Christ's death, resurrection, and ascension to the right hand of, the God, of God the Father, we now have a, a way to heaven, a way back to God. And the Holy Spirit is the one through whom we are given this guarantee. Remember in John's Gospel when Jesus is telling the disciples what will happen? He tells them in John 14 and 15 that God will send them a counselor, the spirit of truth, after Jesus ascends back to heaven, and that this is a good thing. And this Holy Spirit will come upon the believers and open their minds to the truth and the scriptures. The Holy Spirit will cause the believers to be born again, that is, born of God or born of the Spirit. They will become children of God, and the Spirit will give them courage, courage to go out into the world and spread the good news. And therefore, the work of Jesus Christ will continue through the work of those who believe, that is, the church, the church that, that we will talk more about next week. For next week is Pentecost, or the birthday of the church, and the birthday of our church. And what a glorious day that will be. We are told that after Jesus finished telling them about what would happen, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. And those who had gathered around Jesus, who had just eaten with him and listened to his teachings, stared toward the heavens as this happened. And they must have stood there for some time, because the next thing that happens is two men dressed in white suddenly appear and ask them, ask them why they are standing there staring up into the sky. And who can blame them? It's hard for any of us to fathom a person lifting from the ground and floating towards the heavens. Also, this is Jesus' final departure from earth until he returns. And so, this is not the end, simply a new beginning. It is a visual sign that the path has now been taken by Christ himself, and we are to take it as well. A new day has dawned, and in a few days it will be time to tell the world that we have been to the mountaintop. We have seen what is on the other side, and it's a better future. A future where the dwelling of God will once again be with people. In Luke's Gospel, we are told that those watching Jesus ascend to heaven worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. This is the first instance where they worship Jesus. These followers of Christ, all pious Jews, known that know that God alone is to be worshipped. The God now being worshipped by the disciples is also one who knows loneliness, betrayal, rejection, thirst, and even death. The ascension of Jesus into heaven alters our picture of God. We can no longer define God in a way that leaves God completely detached from human experience. The ascended Jesus, who sits at the right hand, at the right hand, reveals a God who is vulnerable and even approachable. When we turn to God in times of distress or temptation, we are not calling out to a deity that is aloof and unfamiliar with our struggles. God knows our trials intimately, and not only comforts us by identifying with our pain but also assures us that troubles will not have the final word because it is the risen and ascended Christ who intercedes for us and nothing can separate us from his love, not even death itself. And this same Jesus who ascended into heaven will come again, establish a new heaven and a new earth. And we are to be ready, and we are to help, and we are to help ready the world for his coming. And there is no greater calling. 2,000 years ago, 40 days after the resurrection, there was a, a time of great uncertainty in the minds of Jesus' disciples. Right now is a time of great uncertainty for us as well. But this story about Jesus' final instructions to his followers and his ascension into heaven uh, can 
help us pull pull help pull us out of the anxiety of not knowing because in this moment Jesus has established a purpose for our lives. In the meantime, we are told that after Jesus ascended to the Father, the apostles and the other followers returned to Jerusalem. They gathered in an upper room where they were united in the devotion to prayer. We aren't told what they prayed for, but I think we can guess. I suspect they prayed for wisdom and guidance from God. I'd imagine they prayed for courage and strength to do the work Jesus was calling them to do. I think they probably prayed for the power of the Holy Spirit to be present with them. Like us right now, I'd imagine these followers of Christ were longing for an anchor in the sea of change. In the times of deepest uncertainty and insecurity, we find comfort and direction and God himself through prayer. And now is a time for all of us to be united in prayer as well. The disciples also prepared for when God's Spirit would come. If we were to read just a little further in Acts, we would find that the disciples also spent the time between the Ascension and Pentecost finding other le another leader to take the place of Judas. They believed Jesus when he promised that they would be filled with the power when the Holy Spirit comes. They prepared. You know, an essential teaching of Christianity is that God has a plan for us. History is not just some haphazard conglomeration of chance events which are going nowhere. We have been given a vision of a better tomorrow. And when that final fulfillment comes, Jesus Christ will be the judge and the Lord of all. The second coming of Jesus Christ is not something to speculate about. It's a summons to make ourselves and our world ready for that day when it comes. And I think here in 2020 we will witness the rebirth of the church. I believe that as we seek to continue our calling to be witnesses, we are going to see that, that happening in lots of new and creative ways. I'll talk about that a little more next week as well on Pentecost. For now though, let's remember that Jesus' calling is still here. It's a calling which has never and will never change. Jesus calls us to follow the path he has laid out, to be his witness. We can't just stand around staring at the sky and wondering what will happen next. In prayer, we must seek the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us. There are certainly unfamiliar and uncertain, and, and there are certainly unfamiliar and uncertain times right now. We don't know exactly what the future holds, but our purpose has not changed. Jesus Christ has lived, died, risen again, and ascended into heaven. Someday, someday he will return to judge the living and the dead. In the meantime, we are to be witnesses to this in Dallas, New York, Oklahoma, Florida, all the ends of the earth. Praise God. Amen. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the service. Here it is. It's the announcements. Huh? Uh-huh. Here we go. I'll try to make it painless as possible. Let's see. Requests for prayers. Requests for prayers. Pray at DallasULC.com. That's all you need to know is you have a request for prayers for us. We'd be glad to, uh, to take care of those requests. We pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. You can ask that your prayers 
uh, be said during our weekday prayers, or you can ask that they be added to our Sunday intercessions and the entire congregation say it once the entire congregation gets back here. Um, uh, you can, ask, you can uh, ask for me anonymous, or you can give us your name, whichever you choose. Pray at DallasULC.com. All right. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, complaints. We'll give you another email address here. It's feedback at DallasULC.com. You have one of these. All you got to do is email this, and we'll take care of it for you. Okay? Feedback at DallasULC.com. Y'all get ready. Here we go. Hey, did y'all know we have a podcast? No. Yeah, we do. We have a podcast. Come on, Tim. Help me out here. Did you know we had a podcast? Uh, no. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're very fun on that one. All right. Well, we do have a podcast, folks. It's a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to our podcast, please go take a, li- a listen to it. It's different than... I, I've said it every week that, I, that we've had it up there, and we're on our third season now of our podcast. Um, but it's different than watching it on YouTube. It's different than being here in person. There are a couple of added things on there. It's a little... You know, and, and you don't have to be, you know, sitting there watching the video the whole time. You can be in the bus. You can be going to work. You can be, you know, whatever you're doing at the time. And, and you hear different things. You catch different things. So I always suggest... If you haven't listened to it yet, please go check out our podcast. Now, how do you do that? Well, it's very simple. You just go to your favorite favorite search provider, and you search for Your Path with Bishop Mark. That's Your Path with Bishop Mark. Or you can go to some of our favorite uh, providers, and those are Anchor, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and TuneIn. All of those do carry our podcast and they offer it to you for free. Okay? You know, you can make a difference. Um, when the churches do reopen here, when our church reopens, our doors reopen after this uh, pandemic, we were going to need some help and we're going to need your volunteer help. Um, if you go to, I think it's on here, let me see. Nope, it's not. So, i back that up real quick. Uh, if you go to DallasVLC.com and hit the uh, volunteer button, uh, it shows what our available positions are right now. We're in need of everything. If your particular talent is not listed there, don't let that stop you from coming and checking us out because we need your help. And, and there's some things we don't we, we need we don't even know we need. So, look, we need all the help we can get. If you can volunteer with us, that would be great. As soon as our doors reopen, come see me or go to the website and you can see uh, further how they're, how to uh, uh get going with being a volunteer here, okay? All right, let's go the other way. Now, there's another way you can make a difference, and that's to donate to the cause, donate to our church. We survive because of you, because of your donations. That's the only way we keep our doors open, and it's expensive. You know, it's not only, first of all, let me say this to you. None of us take a salary here at the church. None of us do. We're all volunteers. Every bit of money that goes into the church, goes into running a church and to charity work. Um, and it's expensive. Computers are expensive. Lights are expensive. Our electricity bill on Sundays is always three times more than it is any other day of the week just because of running all of our equipment. Um, and things get outdated and things get broken and, and it's hard to replace those things. It's hard to keep giving you the same service every week with the, um, the quality that I expect uh, of our service. So if you can find it in your heart right now, um, please take time to go to DallasULC.com and click on giving and make a donation to Dallas Universal Life Church. It's very important that that's how we keep our doors open. That's it, that's, that's all we've got. And right now during this pandemic, it's very, very rough on everybody. I understand that, I get that. And, and, and you know, I'm not saying take food off your table. I'm just saying if you can help, please consider doing so. Also, if you shop on Amazon, please make sure you go to smile.amazon.com. Always go to smile.amazon.com when you are shopping on Amazon. Make sure you choose Dallas, Dallas Universal Life Church as your charity 
and Amazon will graciously donate uh, one half of one cent for every dollar that you spend. It doesn't sound like much, but it does add up. More people to get on there and do it, it does help. Okay, and it's free. You don't have to do anything for that, but go to smile.amazon.com. It's that simple. Okay, all right. I'm not real good at that. One more thing. For those of you who are not here at church and cannot be here because of the, the, the uh, closing of the churches, the closing of, of our community, continue to tithe. <clears throat> you can also go to DallasULC.com and click on giving. There you can enter your credit card information and you can tithe for that week. So go to DallasULC.com and click on giving to continue your tithing every week. Okay? All right. And get ready. I saw you roll your eyes that time, Tim. And I can't even see you through the lights and I saw you roll your eyes. Oh, come on. I'm trying to make it painless. I'm telling you, if I can stop it now. <laughs> Look, folks, you heard it again. You heard it all over and over and over, and over here, uh, especially um, uh, at this time when things are, are so volatile out there. Please make sure you're washing your hands. 20 seconds of washing your hands. If you do it less than that, you wasted your time. 20 seconds. I'm sorry? The whole birthday song. The entire birthday song sang very slowly at a normal pace. Don't rush through it. You're not trying to get to the cake right away. Okay? Yeah. It's important. I mean, it's something so simple that we can do. You go to the bathroom, you come out, you wash your hands. You get ready to eat something, you go wash your hands. You touch something in the house, you go wash your hands. I mean, we we bleach all of our doorknobs here and everything here to, to try and make it a little safer for everybody. But if you can just do that and keep from touching your face, this this could be over a lot quicker. So please, wash your hands. That's going to do it for our announcements today.